Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode 29 of the Gather Moms podcast, and we are still camped out in our homes in season three. (laughs) We're going to be camped out here a while. Yes, we are talking about home, and we love camping out here, and we've been here for a minute. You are not a camper. You have already told me that. You do not like camping. I like nice camping. Clean, Clamping. Clean camping. Hotel camping. Well, it doesn't even have to be in a hotel. It needs to be like, I can... Potentially tent camp, but it needs to be like, I don't know if you've ever seen, oh, see, you don't watch this stuff. Okay, but the people listening, Parks and Rec, they go and they have to go tent camping, and Aziz Ansari, I can't remember what his character's name is on the show, but he has like a tent, and he has like blow-up beds, he has a TV in there. <gasps> a TV? Yeah, and like a smoothie I machine. the point of camping was to not be around your TV. Okay, Nature. fine. I don't have to have a TV, but I need a, a decent bed and a tent that's good, you know. But I'm not trying to rough it. I don't feel like there's the purpose in that. I've no. been through rough things. I'm not going to subject myself purposely <laughs> to rough things unnecessarily. Look, I just know myself. I like bathrooms. Yes. And floors that aren't dirt. Let me tell you, there is something about those camping, you know, multi-purpose bathrooms mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. you have to walk then down Then you have to. to have shower shoes. Uh-huh. It's like a whole thing. It's like a whole nother wardrobe you have to take with you just to go to the bathroom when you're camping. I just, I'm not going to do it. Okay, well, thankfully, we're not talking about camping. We're talking about home where we don't have to have. <laughs> Ideally, you guys, you're not having to wear shower shoes in your own home. Depends on the bathroom I go in. But that's right. You know, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you can just go foot free, foot free, uh-uh. foot unencumbered right into the shower. Okay, we'll take that. No shoes necessary. Yes. Hoping for the best. Um, But we are here in our home, and today, this is Kate, and I'm getting to take the lead, and I am going to open the door to the scariest room in my house. What do you think that it is? My brain is like going. I'm trying to, because we've already done bathrooms, so it's not the bathroom. So for some people, the scariest room in their house is like the laundry room, right? Or for others, it's the teenage boys' room. Okay. Okay. In my house, the scariest room is Caroline's room. <laughs> Plus, Caroline, if she listens to this podcast one day, she's going to learn so much about her life as a child. Oh, what a terror she was. Yes. Bless her. Yes. You know, it makes it makes her strong and independent one day, right? That these she hears the, all the bad things she did? No, these are the characteristics that are being built into her to be president one day. She's okay. going to do it. <laughs> If Caroline was president, oh my gosh. So I wanted us to talk today about little rooms, little people's rooms, toddler rooms, because I think they're different than big kid rooms. I think they're different than even elementary age school rooms or big people rooms. I think little people rooms are special. that you're saying little people. Well, because I don't necessarily want to say toddler, but it's kind of like the preschooler's room. Ooh, I like preschool. Yes, reminds me of Toy Story. Okay. Right? When they're in the, so, the preschool room with all the weird toys that want to hate on them. Yeah, the preschool room. Somewhere between baby and elementary age kids, you know, that there's just, they kind of have these little rooms and they are not necessarily good at cleaning themselves 
cleaning for themselves yet. You said cleaning themselves. Well, she's also not good at that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this baby TMI, but she got new panties for Valentine's. Oh, was that her Valentine gift? You are such a mom. That's what moms do. I give our kids underwear for holidays. I do. I gave them other things, but I always give them panties for Valentine's. You do? Yeah. Like literally, it's an every year gift. Yeah. What? I don't know. How did I not know this was supposed My to be a thing? My mom did that, and so I always did it. Yes, yeah. Okay, listen, I like that because I never know when to give them underwear. Yeah. So I'll just pick a holiday. Yeah. St. Patrick's. <laughs> For St. Patrick's Day, everybody in my house is getting underwear, including me, because I would like some new ones, too. Same. So she's been so proud. So, like, she told me the other day, she said, Mom, I haven't gotten any stains on any of my new panties. <laughs> you guys, we, oh, my gosh, we're trying to get this girl to wipe. Okay, so for those that don't know, Caroline is It takes four. a while. Look, oh. we're still struggling, okay? She just turned five, and... You know, that toddler preschool bedroom, I mean, it's just a whole thing in itself to try and tackle, you know? Um, Those kids, they pee in their beds, right? (laughs) They're wiping bugs on the wall. They spill things in there. Listen, when my daughter takes a yogurt, like a Danimal, into her room, and then you find it, like, laid over on the floor, and you're concerned because you're not sure if it's now in the carpet, or did she really drink it all? That's always my question. Yeah. Did she really drink it all? Yeah. Yeah. Or did some of it spill down in the carpet? We're going to smell it later. It's fine. Ew. Yeah, nasty milk. That's Mm -hmm. gross. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but I wanted us to think about first, you're bedroom when you were that age because for me that was a very special bedroom to me of that age child when what you my remember bedroom was like. your life as a toddler yeah slightly and I wonder if it's I was thinking about this and this might be kind of dark but it was slightly <laughs> traumatic for me <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> so let me tell you this about is why you're so attached to Caroline well I don't know so okay so growing up my mom and dad so my dad built the house that we lived in when probably between when I was like two and four okay or two and five he built that house so he had a full-time job doing construction and then after he got off work he would go and build our house it was this beautiful two-story home and after that he started building homes um and so upstairs my little sister Mercy and I Mercedes we call her Mercy she was two years younger than me we shared a room and it was this huge room that had um, our both of our beds in there and then like a play area up there for us. Wow. And like the ceiling sloped in part of <gasps> Sloping it. Sloping ceiling. Yes. yes. And that was over in the area where we had like a craft table and stuff. I just remember thinking it was the coolest. I can see it in my mind. And we had canopy beds. Ooh, canopy beds. That's yes. fancy. Yes. And the bedding was cabbage patch. Oh my gosh, I love Cabbage Patch. Isn't that amazing? I didn't have Cabbage Patch bedding, but I do love me a good Cabbage Patch doll. Yeah, so we had these adorable Cabbage Patch bedding um, beds with these beautiful canopies. And I loved that room. I can still see it. And it feels so big to me. I wonder if I saw it yes, now. Like, yes. If it would be that big. Exactly. Know? But then we had up there um, like an attic access like a crawl space that had like, I don't know. And it was had, in your bedroom? Yeah. Okay, that, that kind of weird? scare me. Okay, so that's the thing is I was so scared of it yes. as a kid. I was so scared that like something was hiding in there or yes. whatever. So my mom came home from the grocery store one day and she, she knew I had been afraid about it and stuff. And so she came and she had this spray bottle in her hand and she said, Kate, I saw the Care Bears at the grocery store today. <laughs> she said, I was going out to my car and they stopped me. We are dating me. ourselves. Care Bears and Cabbage. 
Patch dolls. Welcome to the 80s. And she said, they stopped me and they gave me this special spray for you to spray in your room. Anytime you feel afraid, it makes all the bad things go away. Isn't that incredible? That is lovely. It was so lovely. And I truly believed the Care Bears had visited my mom and given her the the spray. Yes. Because she had all these details, you know, that made it seem like, oh, this probably really happened, you know? (laughs) So I'm sure it was water or something, a spray bottle. But at night when I started to get scared, I would just spray it. I wonder, don't you wonder, was it really just water? Yeah, I don't know. I need to ask her about it because, you know, that was so creative because it worked. I was able to sleep again. Listen, I love this because you're this way too. I think you have that imaginative brain to like help your children. I'm like, look, (laughs) if they come out and eat you, it's fine. You'll go see Jesus sooner. I can't come up with stories for stuff like this. Good job, Kate's mom. Oh, poor kids. Weren't we sledding yesterday and you're... Abby said something about dying. You were like, we'll see you in heaven. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. Okay, I'm just keeping it real. Look. Okay, so what do you remember about your, like, little person? Well, now that you've set me up with canopy beds and large play areas with craft tables. Well, but let me tell you something. My childhood life kind of went to crap after that. (laughs) I think Hang on the bedroom. I think that's why I remember that as like this, I don't know. Well, and your dad built the house, so it was like a new space. Like it was a space that you got to go in for the first time and remember. Yeah, so it it feels particularly special to me. And I don't know if that's true for everyone else. I don't know if everyone else can remember. But so I was researching children's bedrooms, you know, because I was like, I don't know. We try and find content for this dang show. You know, like, what are we going to talk about? So I was looking at, like, themes and stuff or trends in children's bedrooms. So it was in the 80s that, like, character-themed bedrooms became the thing. Yes. You know, it kind of started in the late 70s and then 80s, man. It was Cabbage Patch or Care Bears or He-Man or Star Wars. Oh, my goodness. You know, that is what everybody had was some kind of a character-themed bedroom. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure... That I had like an Afghan on my bed <laughs> with no characters that on Judy it. Judy made? Did Judy make that? No, I think I think Judy's grandma maybe made them. Really? Maybe we had that. So you lived on the prairie? <laughs> Listen, we got a picture of us in some homemade matching dresses that probably could have found themselves into the Laura Ingalls story. So really, maybe so. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. that little bubble, you gotta love it. <laughs> Did you share a room with your sister or anything, or did you have your own room? No, I had my own room, and it was the smallest. I mean, I remember my room being tiny. Yeah. And I want to say my sister, my older sister, had the biggest room. Okay. Which makes sense, right? Yeah. she's the oldest daughter. Yeah. I don't remember my bed. I don't remember my bedding. I don't remember my furniture. Really? I had a bay window. Okay. So I remember I had a bay window. You were so bougie. And I had this old doll that was, to me, life-size, which Uh maybe to a toddler it is. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And potentially didn't have a lot of hair because I feel like it had been passed down. <laughs> I love that doll. Did you have a Teddy Rupskins? No. Is that what? the thing that talks to you? Yeah, the little bear. Okay, oh, that kind of freaks that me thing. out. <gasps> I love Teddy Listen, Rupskin. I'm pretty sure that shows up in some of them scary movies sometimes, no. them Listen, talking dolls. When you have a traumatic childhood, you cling to this little <laughs> Teddy Rupskins. <laughs> he talks to you and says, everything's okay. And you're like, but my parents are fighting. <laughs> oh, no. He says, everything's okay. Teddy, make it better. Make, I had Barbies. Did you have Barbies? Yeah, I did, but that was older. I mean, I think I was older. That was in my... Then we moved a couple more times because then my parents separated and all that. So, but... No, yeah. I do not... I really, like... 
thinking of myself between the ages of two and five, I have no idea what my life was like. <laughs> I don't. We're going to have to ask know. Judy. We're going to need to come up with a list of questions for when we get to have Rebecca's mama on here to yes. answer all the questions. Because you know she's going to be listening on the other side oh, of this. Oh, yeah. Saying, she's probably like, I know exactly what your bedspread looked like. He was not an Afghan. But I don't remember. I really don't. I, I got nothing. So, Okay. That's all I got. Well, that's good because maybe it takes the pressure off of us moms feeling like we have to curate the perfect space, you know, for our kiddos. Okay, but listen, on one of our previous episodes when we interviewed Jessica and she talked about that she asked for bedding as a child. Yeah. Abby is in this stage right now where she wants to constantly rearrange her room. Uh-huh. She wants different bedding, like, uh-huh. every day of the week. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know, like, in my brain, I'm going, ooh, is she, like, going to be a decorator one day? Yeah. Because I never cared about that stuff growing up, so. That's funny. See, and I did. I always liked that. You did? Yeah, and then when I got to, like, middle school, I had Ralph Lauren bedding, and I thought <laughs> I was just so cool. It was what everybody had. This All this floral Gosh. nonsense. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, wait, what's that thing that your, your mother-in-law buys the dresses for the girls, Lauren? Or Ashley? Yeah. Like Laura that? Is that, like, is that the yeah. same? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember growing up, like, I don't remember getting in trouble a lot for my bedroom being messy or anything. I just don't have any memories of that. But I do remember so distinctly one time, um, this was not in that same house. It was in our next house. And, but I still was probably only like five or six and my mom told me to clean my bedroom. And so I think I really didn't want to do it. And so I found some suitcases and I put all my toys and everything that was on my floor in these suitcases and I stacked them up in my closet. And I remember my mom coming into my room and she was like, Oh, it's so clean. And I was standing against my closet door. like we'll open the closet and she opened it I've got all these suitcases stacked up but listen it's like you helped her out because if she was gonna follow through with that whole I'm throwing away anything that you don't pick up she could have just grabbed that suitcase and walked it out to the street to put it in the trash can yes bye-bye she sure could Care have bears. yes see you later cabbage I, patch doll I don't know why I did weird things like she would tell me to vacuum the floor I don't know if I was just being rebellious but I didn't want to so I would just run the vacuum like not turn it on but I would just move it back and forth over the floor so it would make the lines but you're still doing the work for sure still doing the work (laughs) Kate was a creative child therefore she's a creative adult I feel like you know those little childhood rooms are so important for I don't know that's kind of where you start becoming a person you know it's different from the baby room from the nursery because it's the first time that you kind of start to have a space potentially that's your own you know as a little no I see that I do see that in my daughter I feel like she's she feels like she has control yeah. in that space. Yeah. And so she can put the things where she wants them. Right. So it almost makes her feel, I don't know, like is like a way to deal with anxiety? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I think so. It gives you some ownership and some control. And it's your toys in there. It's your things. And yeah, I mean, even little Caroline, you know, I tried to put some new pillows in her room and she just kept putting them on the floor. And I was like, you know, you don't like these? <laughs> she was like, nope, I don't want these in here. You She's know? got a mind of her own. Yeah, she does have a she mind of her own. She's to tell you. So what I wanted us to talk about with these, you know, preschool bedrooms is I really do think it's a hard thing trying to deal with keeping them clean or organized, you know, because it's so, it's so difficult because for most of us, you know, some of us have a playroom or something where we can put some of the toys, but surely they're probably going to have toys in their room. And so trying to keep all of that straight, their toys, their clothes, and you're kind of in that situation in their life where you're trying to try and teach them to get themselves dressed. Yes. 
to put their clothes in the dirty laundry, to put their toys away. You know, you're kind of in that whole training ground. And I just think it can be exhausting trying to teach them all of those things and keep up with all of that. I think part of it for us as moms too, is that they are growing through a change in their likes and dislikes. Yeah. And so some of the toys that I want her to keep in her room, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not because she wants them. It's because I don't want to let them go yet. Really? Because to me, it's a sentimental part of her growing up. Yeah. So I think even sometimes as moms, we play a role in that because we, we don't, we're not ready for them to, to change or grow. Yeah. Yeah. So with us, the situation that's going on with Caroline right now, so we, you know, we kind of redid our upstairs hangout area. And when we put in all those cabinets, the, all the built-ins, well, that meant that like the huge dollhouse and the big kitchen and everything had to come downstairs. And so all of that went into her room. Yes. So her room is awesome because it has the dollhouse. It has the kitchen. I bet it's really full too. Okay. So it has all her dress up clothes. It has all her babies. It has all of her regular toys, right? And we all know that houses in the modern day do not have large closets. So no. she can't fit nothing in there. We don't have big closets. She has, you know, 30 stuffed animals. And I mean, it's just, honestly, it's just too much stuff. And that was one thing that I remember we, yeah, you and I went to a mom's thing and these moms were talking about, I don't know, teaching their, their kids things. And I think a mom asked the question, you know, how do I help my kids keep their rooms clean? And one of the more veteran moms said, you know, first the question that you need to ask is, does that child have too many things that they cannot keep it clean? Oh, Yeah. Like is are there like we're so asking many, to do something them to do something they can't do because there's too much stuff in there. It's nearly impossible. Yes, right. Because if they get one thing out or two things out and they don't clean it up, well, now the floor is all completely covered again. That's you so know? true. And I remember walking away from that, going, "Oh my goodness, you know, I could be putting a burden on my kids that you know this five year old cannot bear because there is just too much in their room. They can't keep up with it." No, you know? that's so good. I mean, I mean, think about myself. I have places in my house where I can't keep it clean. It's because I've got too much stuff. Yeah. And yet we think our little ones can figure that out on their own in their right. own bedrooms. We've got to help. Right. And so I was thinking about, you know, that there's some options there for how we can help. First of all, you know, you may need to just like take some stuff out and donate it. But pro tip number one, do not do that while the child is home. My gosh, you will not get rid of a single thing. And don't put it in the trash can when they're coming home from school because they're going to open that lid and be like, what in the world is this doing in the trash can? And they will cry, (laughs) you know, like you just, it's their favorite. I mean, they have not played with that in two years, but they will cry. Who put this in the trash? You know? Um, But the other thing is, even if you're not ready to get rid of it, even if they may play with it later, get a box and put a whole bunch of toys that, you know, maybe aren't in the rotation right now of things that are their favorites and just put that box up in the closet. And so then when they get tired of their other toys, then rotate it out, you know, but I think we're putting an um, and a burden on them that they just can't meet when there are so many things in their room. I think that's true. And I think it's, it just goes to the sense of our culture today that, it's hard to say no, and it's we just desperately want to give our kids everything that they want, but mm. sometimes giving them everything they want is just a distraction for them because they can't handle it all. And so we yeah. have to, at some point, say enough is enough, yeah. you know? And like, like you said, take some stuff out. Maybe they don't notice it, and maybe it really is. Right. All right, I can give this away now. Well, I take that back. Like six months later, our kids can like come out the blue with, hey, they where's can. my blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, and then you say, oh, there's a rabbit. <laughs> you want a popsicle? <laughs> or you give them the sob story. Baby, there was this little boy or girl uh-huh, yeah. that didn't have any toys, and we needed them to have the toys. Yes. 
That was the yeah. thing we got at the dinner table with our parents. There are starving kids right. across the ocean. You yes. better be eating your dinner. Well, my kids, they've gotten better about that because I'll have a donate box and, you know, but they'll want to go rummage through it. If I don't get it out to the donation quick enough, you yes. know, but I'll have to talk to them about other kids need these and things yes. like that. Yes. So I wanted us to talk about, I think that there's an aspect of training that's involved in this age of childhood with their rooms and their transition that I think sometimes we as moms get stuck and frustrated because we forget that this is training. And so when we see their dirty clothes all over their floor or the 20 different outfits they've tried on that are on their floor Mm -hmm. or, you know, the markers on the walls or in Caroline's case, the permanent marker, the red permanent marker. You mean that red Sharpie she wrote her name with? She drew all over her really pretty pink quilt (laughs) on her bed with, you know. Did you get that out? No. No. Did you try? No, I didn't try. And I'm not going to replace her quilt anytime soon. <laughs> you know, fool me once. Shame on you. That's you right. Know? That's right. So I'm not You said hurry. write some more stuff on it. You want to write I, a letter to Santa? Let's do it right here on the bedspread. <laughs> or, you know, they put stickers on their furniture. Oh, or, the you know, there's slime that they got at I, the treasure box we at just school. Stu- yes, ma'am. You know, mm-hmm. and there, now is a su- the there is such thing as cheap slime. Okay, let's not go cheap with the slime. I mean, you know, we had to outlaw it in our house, but I just think there's there's so much of that that I think for these little three and four and five-year-olds that we get so frustrated with them because they, they do these things and we forget that we're training them. You know, we're training them and that we have to be patient because this is training. You know, if you think about, um, I mean, okay, first of all, let me just say, I'm saying this to the moms because I needed to remember this for myself. <laughs> so it's not like I have this figured out. I think it's just I, it's just a good thing for us to have a refresher. Because when I think about, you know, Jeremy and I trained for a marathon years ago when Lydia was little. And it wasn't like one day I w- ran out and ran, you know, 13 miles. That's right. No, certainly not. Like we had to read about it and we had to get coaching and I needed encouragement and we had setbacks and, Mm -hmm. you know, it took months and months and months until I was able to run 10 miles at a time. You know, it took a lot of training. And I think that's something for us to keep in mind with our, with our own kids, that that this is a training ground and they are not going to get it right the first time. Well, and that the things that we're doing now, the hardship or the struggle or the frustration that we may have is honestly just like building for what's to come in their future. Like we are trying to teach these little people to be awesome, big people one day. Yeah. And so what I'm doing right now with my kids, even though it may seem like, oh, it's never getting any better. I am really planting those seeds in them because one day they're going to have their own house and I guarantee they're going to have a kid just like themselves Yes, doing the same things. And so we are really putting into them something that's going to come out at some point. For sure. I was just complaining uh, well, and we all, it's kind of a joke in the house, Caroline's room, because it's just such a disaster. <laughs> and so I was complaining or something, making some kind of offhanded comment about it yesterday. And my sweet Lydia, my middle child, who's now 10, said, you know, mom, I remember my room used to be that way, but you taught me that everything has a place <gasps> and now my room is clean. I think Caroline's ready for that. And it was like a light bulb moment for me where I yes. was like, duh, I did this with you and we had to go through this time of struggle, but now you keep your room clean and Girl, you know where things go. said back to you, like, you need to like record that and save that for your moments of motherhood despair yes. when you can be like, I actually said something that my kid remembered. You put something in her that's now coming out. It was so, it was so, so good. And you know, the other thing I thought about in leading up to this is um, you and I are doing the Bible recap right now. We're reading through the Bible in a year and we are in Leviticus, which is somewhat of a beat down. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lord save us all from all them numbers and laws. Oh and my things. gosh! So I didn't realize until you know listening to the commentary that really, truly, this whole book it's God talking and He's giving them these rules and He gives them these rules and He says it over and over. He mm-hmm. says the same rules mm-hmm. over. You'll have read it in chapter two and then here we are reading it again in chapter twelve and then we're reading it again in chapter eighteen and. He goes over it and over it and over it. And I think about that, that God is that way with us. Yes. You know, he does not expect us to get it the first time. That's right. He goes over it and over it and over it with us. And he reminds us that we need to go over it. We've got to remember his rules, you know? And if that's the way that God trains us, then he gives us that same passion, that same patience and compassion toward our children to train them, right? For sure. Because he, it talks about, the scripture talks about him being slow to anger. And (laughs) and we are called to be slow to anger. I hear you, Lord. I hear you. Okay. I gotcha. I'm going to try that. And so I just wanted to, I wanted to think about, I wanted us to think about in these little people's rooms about when you walk in and you cannot see the carpet, you know, and the first thing that you want to do is yell or threaten to take everything and donate it to Goodwill (laughs) or, you know, whatever it is that we remember, okay, we're in training mode, right? We are training them. That's right. And so I think there's just some really practical things that we can do to help train them. Yes. First of all, I think they need to be able to visually see what we expect of them so that when we clean the room and we get it just right, that we take that little person in there and we say, this is what a made bed looks like. Yes. This is where your Barbies go. Yes. This is where mommy puts all your books, you know? And so that then when we say, I want you to go go clean your room, you know, that can be too big of a concept for them to understand even So that. true. But if we just kind of go in and say, okay, remember how mama taught you to make your bed? This is how we're going to do it, you know? And that we're not expecting hospital corners out of a five-year-old, <laughs> right? But we can expect them to pull the cover up and put the pillows in place, maybe, right, right, you right, know? Right. Um, I read about, I, there is a um, website I love. So when I was doing teacher training, there's an um, organization called Conscious Discipline. You guys, they do. They did so much brain research. I really jive all that stuff because I love to learn about education and how kids learn. And I found on their site some really good tips about teaching kids to how to clean their room. And one of the things that they did is they had pictures of what they expected it to look like. So wow. then they took a picture of it and then would say to the kid, this is what it's supposed to look like, you know? Yes. Or the picture of the toy box. This is what goes in here and this is what it should look like. And, you know, I don't know if you have to go that far or if you and the child draw it together or, you know, but I just think a lot of times we are so abstract in our adult minds where we say, okay, go put everything where it goes. And they're like, uh, you know, and it's so overwhelming. I just think that's so good because I've never thought about that before. That we just assume when we say clean your room, they know what we're talking about. Right. But even with the whole picture idea, it almost becomes a game then. Yeah. Because they're trying to reproduce what they see. Right. And that's what they do, you know, throughout. They're trying to reproduce letters and colors and shapes. So it almost becomes something fun for them. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I think you can... Put those pictures, you know, on the dirty laundry hamper. You can put that picture on the dresser. You know, that there's things like that so that they can learn exactly what you expect. And, you know, I think you do have to make it fun. You know, everybody sings the unfortunate Barney song of 
clean, clean up, up, clean up, you know. Everybody, everywhere. And it's terrible. <laughs> but we sing it to kind of make hey, it Hey, but fun. listen, Barney, kids love Barney. So Barney knew what he was doing with the cleanup song. So they do. So we're just going to take a cue from Barney. Yes. We're just adding pictures, Barney. And I think it's okay to set clear expectations of them, you know, but they have to be clear. I just think it's just way too much to try and expect a young child just to be able to figure out how to put everything away all on their own. Clear and realistic, because I love yeah. what you said about they may not be able to make their bed exactly as you did with the pillows and the sheet tucked or whatever. But for them, what can a five-year-old do? Well, a five-year-old can pull the covers up. Right. They can put the pillow back on the top. They can put their favorite stuffed animal on the bed. Right. So having those realistic expectations that this is what my little person can do right now, and they're going to do the best they can, and I'm going to celebrate that yes. they did it. Yes. We don't go behind them no. and, you know, no. move everything just so right. that we go in and we say, oh my gosh, you did so yes. good. Yes. And for Caroline, one of the things that works is when she feels overwhelmed about cleaning her, because she'll start crying because she's just like, which I totally understand. I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but she starts feeling overwhelmed. And I say, you know, then you just give them something small and doable that they can do. So I say, go get five of your dress up dresses and put them back in the box, you know? And so then that feels like, okay, she can do that. So she'll, and I'll say, ready, set, go. And she'll run and yes. go do that and put yes. them in. And then she comes back and I can give her a new task. You know, I love that. I just, I think it's important for us to remember and think about God's heart toward us and the way he trains us and that we have this God-given mission to train up our children. You know, I mean, it's in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, train up a child in the way he or she should go so that when they are old, they won't depart from it. Right. You know, and that's just like what you were saying, because we're training them for their future. Well, and it's the idea of that scripture too, that it's not like, I think sometimes we read that scripture and think, okay, well, if I teach them the perfect way to do it, mm. then they're going to put back out the perfect way to do it. Mm. But we all know as adults that we have moments that we do things really well and moments that we don't do things really well. Right. But the more that I'm putting into them the truth, the more that I'm training and I'm yeah. giving clear expectations and realistic expectations, the more that they're able to then put that back out. And just like we said, we're growing little people into big people. And right. one day as a big person, they're going to remember those things that we taught them when they were young. And we don't know how they're going to come out in their own house, but I believe that they're going to use what we've given them, just like we use what God's given us, to then create a life for themselves that they can be proud of, that they can be happy with their home one day. That's so good. And I think, you know, if I was going to think about the one thing that I want to take away from this discussion is that when I open Caroline's room, that I don't, it doesn't, I don't see chaos. I remember, oh, that's right. This is training camp. That's right. This whole right. room right here is her training camp. It is. And so this is my opportunity to teach her, you know, just like we talk about that every time your child sins, that's an opportunity. Yes. It's an opportunity to lead them closer to Jesus. You know, every time I see a mess in her room, it's an opportunity for me to train her once again. And thankfully I am not left alone in that training. That's right. You know? God has given me this mission as a mama, and therefore he's empowered me by his Holy Spirit to train her in the way he, she should go. And so I can trust him to do that for me. I feel like we got a new sign for Hobby Lobby. What's this that? is training ground. <laughs> no, no, camp. We got to put camp in there. We got to throw it back to the beginning. We go on camp and... This is training camp. Training camp. This training camp. This is training camp. Your home is a training camp. It is. You know, and especially those little people's rooms, those are a training camp. I love that. No, that was so good. I just today, my husband and I were talking about our daughter's room. That's so funny that we're talking about this today because 
we've hit a new stage with her past yeah. the the Caroline age where uh-huh. she is taking pride in some of her things and uh-huh. we're like oh my goodness yeah. we, we didn't believe this day would come yes now next week it may go away I mean I'm not counting on this thing sticking around forever but for now we have seen growth see and I that's agree so encouraging I think that's a good thing for us to end with is I that's true for my Lydia too is now she knows and of course just like I mean my own closet and room gets away Amen. from me right yes, yes. And sometimes her room gets away from her, but I can say, go clean your room. And now she knows what that means. Yes. Because I did put in the time and I did put in the work. That's right. That's right. And so now she can create an environment for herself that feels peaceful and calm and orderly. And because we put in the work, right? Let's do it. Let's put in the work. Hey moms, we are so thankful that you joined us here today for this episode. We love having you with us in our home and we love knowing that we are in your home with you. We have so much fun as we are interacting with you over on our Gather Moms social talking about our homes. So make sure that you go there at Gather Moms on Instagram or Facebook. Hey, we also want to encourage you to share on your stories. Like if you're like, you know, cleaning your kid's room or you have a great idea for how to teach or train your kids to do this. Hey, tag us in your stories and let us see what you're doing. We want to feel a part of your story too. So make sure you tag Gather Moms. Okay, moms. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.